Well, I think I remember it was like a couple of days later, you showed up to a call and said it was 91 or 96. Oh, or yes. Like yeah. On, I'm averaging, um, I think it's about 95% in range. Now? So, yes. Yes. Holy cow. Averaging. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I know on today's call too, since I don't think you're going to brag on yourself about this, I want to brag on you. You hit 100% multiple times. <laughs> like, multiple times. Yeah. So it's been like probably three or four days out of the week that I was hitting hundred percent. Wow. But then I, I feel like I'm harder on myself when I do have something go wrong. Cause it's like, no, no, no. You know, I like that hundred percent. But my goal was 80. My goal was 80. I think when we first talked, that was my goal was 80%. And I have definitely hit that goal and, and surpassed it. So, I mean, I am so very pleased um, with my results. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. I'm excited to have you here because I, I know that you've had quite the quick start <laughs> with yes. our our program and just really crushing it right out of the gates. Uh, but before we get into the exciting pieces of this, I would love to give kind of the, the people who might be watching this some backstory uh, on who you are, maybe how long you've had diabetes, are you MDI or in a pump, that sort of thing. Starting the program with you, I was two years and nine months into my diagnosis. So I'm now at two years, 11 months, next month is three years. And um, my backstory is, I mean, I probably had symptoms of diabetes for years and years, just didn't know that's what it was. I mean, who'd thought I was diagnosed, obviously, at an older age. And uh, you still got a lot of doctors who do not believe that, you know, that's really possible. So it took a little bit for that diagnosis. But um, I wasn't in a real good you know, place, you know, I was, I was not in a good place. I didn't have enough education. There's not enough education out there for people being diagnosed with diabetes. It's just like, you know, yeah, you have this and here you go do what you can do. So my concern with, with me is my long-term health with diabetes. You know, um, I have a lot of health conditions and adding diabetes to it was a little scary. Well, it was a lot scary. It wasn't a little scary. It was a lot scary. I needed help. I started researching, obviously, but researching on your own. I mean, you type into Google what you want to type into Google and you're going to get 50 different answers at least, you know, and it's really hard to find that direction. So I was a mess, you know, high blood sugar. I mean, high blood sugar. It was through the roof every day, consistent, um, didn't know what to do with it. So my backstory is just really, um, I mean, obviously I haven't had it that long, but in the time that I have had it, I experienced a, just a very long-term high blood sugar. And Mm -hmm. I was starting to feel it in my chest, you know, feeling it in my heart. And I was getting nervous. What do I do? Where, you know, what do, what do I do? How do I fix this? Because my doctor wasn't fixing. So that's me. Wow. And, and I might have missed this. Did you say if you were MDI or pump? Pump. Sorry. Yes. Okay. I am on a pump. And was that right out of the gates? They put you on a pump or did you do that recently? So let's see. It was probably maybe for the six first six months I was on injections. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, the doctor seen that it just wasn't going well. So she said, let's, let's start a pump. Mm-hmm. So I would say for, you know, a little over two years, it's been a pump, but it's been a variety of pumps. I mean, like four or five different pumps before really? we finally settled into the Omnipod is, is what I'm on. And was that an insurance thing? Or they're just like, maybe this one will work better for you. Let's try something new five times. It's, in a row. <laughs> it's been insurance. Okay. Yeah. So, but finally got into a, well, I feel like it's a decent one. I still question whether I should be in a tubeless or one that has a tube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what the difference would be because I was started on tubeless immediately. So I don't, I've never experienced it. Okay. So yeah, largely pump use since the yes. beginning then. And the high blood sugars then, I mean, are we talking like 181? Is it like 250, 300? How high have they been? Before contacting your program, I was running on the average of 350 to 500 every day. And so it wasn't always like that. When I first found out I was diabetic um, and they started, obviously, the treatment, I was bottoming out all the time, um, trying to get those numbers right. I was super low. I went from a 12.2 A1C down to, I think it was a 5.4. And then the doctor's like, oh, no, 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 that's too low. And she, (laughs) she made me come back up. Ever since then, I have fought high blood sugar. So I would say for about... The last year and a half, it has been like on an Omnipod at 400, you don't know what your sugar is anymore. It just tells you you're high. Right. So then I'd have to do a finger stick and it would be 550. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's not good. You know, so I was so used to high sugar, though, that any drop in my sugar would make me, you know, feel terrible because my body was so used to a high sugar. So the high blood sugar is then the main concern at the doctor's office or end of the office. Were they just telling you, okay, pile more insulin on or were they okay with where you were at? Yeah, she pretty much would just say, just take more insulin when you eat. That was always her answer. Take more insulin when you eat. And it's like, okay, that might help at the moment for for a little while, but it it was not helping me long term. And I really didn't see a whole lot of difference even in, so she had definitely had my insulin to carb ratio wrong, basal rates wrong. You know, there was a lot wrong. So yeah, just pile more insulin on. That's, that's pretty much what I was told, but it wasn't fixing it. And, and I, I felt terrible. I mean, I had, I had no energy. I'm an active person, or at least I was an active person. And so all this happened. And then I got scared, you know, because I went through the phase of bottoming out. So every time I would do something, no matter what I did, I would just almost pass out because I I couldn't handle the drop any more than what it already was. And um, so that was just a scary beginning. And then going into high, you know, I was never educated on how to how to fix that properly. Um, the education just wasn't there. So you had the highs in general, but also experienced the bottoming out from exercise, but also just from too much insulin and oh man, to the it, extremes. It was it, it was one extreme to another. And I, I never found that middle. I mean, you mentioned you were doing your own research as well. You're like this clearly isn't working. There's got to be a better yes. way. <laughs> did you come across anything that was helpful in that process? I did. I, I I read a book that was written by a doctor with diabetes, and I can't remember the name of it um, offhand, but I just, I, I think I put away that book and it was like a novel um, in about a day and a half because I just give me some knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. and there was good tips in there, but it was also written by a doctor. So it was languaged like a doctor. So there was still so much that was hard to interpret from that book. I pulled some things from it, but that was it. And then in my life, 
I have no one that's a type one diabetic, no one. So there is a couple of type two diabetics in my family, but that's completely different. It's, it's a completely different situation. And I have no one to talk to, you know, there's, there's no one to bounce ideas off of, you know, experiences that, you know, other people have had, there's, there's nothing. So it's been a rough ride. You know, my, my kids are so supportive, you know, um, they have been great trying to learn and stuff, but still I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach them when I don't even know exactly what I'm doing, you know, so it's been, uh, interesting to say the least. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like you mentioned, there are a lot of gaps in education, in knowledge, you know, the people just don't have, I think the detailed description of real life with diabetes. So they stick to that clinical description, right? I think that's a, a difficult piece to connect for a lot of doctors and endos. So I'm curious then what initially made you take a chance on working with us then? There's some guy on the internet. I joined your your public Facebook group and just just kept reading, you know, just you know, watching and listening and taking in everything I could. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm seeing so many people with great stories, you know, changes they're seeing. And, you know, I hadn't seen anything like that. You know, I didn't belong to anything that connected me with other type one diabetics. So I just was seeing success in stories. And I thought, okay, I've got to do something, I have to make a change. You know, like I said, it was, it was my long term health that was scaring me. That's what made me do it. I mean, I just I thought, okay, I I have to join something where someone has knowledge. And obviously, you know, reading up on everything I did on you and all the different aspects that you know, and the fact that you live it. And that to me, it makes a huge difference. You know, I mean, I went to a lot of nutritionists and, and the most they ever did was teach me how to make a smoothie. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what they taught me. This is how you make a smoothie. Okay. Oh, no. Um, so that's going to solve my issues. So I'm also, I have celiac disease. So that adds to very difficult choices when it comes to food. There's not a lot of choices, you know? So, so that was the reason I reached out to a dietitian. And, um, you know, I also noticed that you have that certification as well. So there's many reasons that I reached out. I just, I felt like I was seeing everything that was going to help me all in one package. Gotcha. Well, and I love that you mentioned seeing other people too. I think that that helps us to see what's possible. It's like, oh, it gets better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll try, you know. And, yeah. and of course, now you are one of those success stories. Like, how cool is that full circle? So I'm curious then, like, what was the moment you realized this was working for you? A week into the program. A <laughs> That's week right. into the program. So on September 18th, I was at 9% time and range. And that was at a 90 day, looking at 90 days worth of data, I was at a 9%. So that tells you how high my sugar was. And then September 25th, I was at 87% time and range. (laughs) So, I mean, that was like a thousand pounds of pressure lifted off of me and showing me that this can be done, you know, and it's just, I mean, it amazed me that we're not taught these things, you know, and, and I still see that we're not taught that because even three years in or almost three years into a diagnosis, I still have a doctor that tells me just take more insulin. That is still her answer. Whereas little things, I mean, just little things I learned in that first week, you know, obviously you're doing, you know, for (laughs) starting on that wonderful basal testing right away, which is so important. 
Um, but so hard pre-bolusing. That was huge. I didn't know to pre-bolus. No one ever told me to pre-bolus. You know, there, there was not that information. So in three years time, I didn't pre-bolus. So I was letting my food kick in before insulin was kicking in. So just that change made a huge difference in my time and range just by allowing myself to get the insulin in then eat. It, it just, I was blown away just by all these little things that you learn at the beginning. And I know there's a lot of work that goes into the first, you know, the first part of this, but what little bits you do learn and you apply immediately makes a huge, huge difference, obviously 9% to 87. <laughs> right. Well, I think I remember it was like a couple of days later, you showed up to a call and said it was 91 or 96. Oh, or yes. Like yeah. On I'm averaging, um, I think it's about 95% in range. Now? So yes, yes. Holy cow. Averaging. <laughs> yes. I am averaging. Um, I I'm averaging. I think it was out of a, oh, let's see. It was a month because I wanted to see that, you know, a full month. Mm -hmm. And um, I was averaging in the 90s as for what my time and range was for a month after being 9% at 90 days. So because um, I, I think that's what the numbers show you across that clarity thing. It gives you that 2, 7, yeah. 14 and 30 and 90. And I, I wanted to see long term. Where, where am I at? And and long term, I mean, it's huge. It's it's absolutely huge. And and I do work very hard to try to to keep it, you know, between those numbers. I'm more aware. I used to just turn my alarms off because I was so, my sugar was high all the time. I didn't want to hear that alarm. I mean, it would have been going off every two seconds, all day long, all night long. I mean, I've stuffed it under my pillow. I've done everything you can think of not to have to hear those alarms because it's all I heard. So I turned them off and um, now I've turned them back on, you know, and of course I keep an eye on everything. And um, I mean, I log everything. I, I, I try to keep track of everything, trying to find any kind of, you know, pattern that's going to help me. And, you know, obviously I'm still working through the program and, and I'm not there yet, but it's been such a huge improvement. And I I'm looking forward to every piece of it from, you know, from here out because it shows me and it proved to me that it worked. it's working. That's amazing. And I know on today's call too, since I don't think you're going to brag on yourself about this, I want to brag on you. You hit a hundred percent multiple times. <laughs> like multiple times. Yeah. So it's been like probably three or four days out of the week that I was hitting a hundred percent. Wow. But then I, I feel like I'm harder on myself when I do have something go wrong. Cause it's like, no, no, no. You know, I like that hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. My right. goal was 80. My goal was 80. I think when we first talked, that was my goal was 80%. And I have definitely hit that goal and, and surpassed it. So I mean, I am so very pleased um, with my results. Very, very pleased. And, and I feel like everything I'm learning is going to be very easy to put into play for the rest of my life, which is what I was searching for. I wasn't searching for a quick fix, you know, I wanted something long-term for the rest of my life that I can put into play and I can be healthy. I mean, it's a scary thing because you hear, I call them diabetic death stories yeah. all the time. You know, I work with uh, seniors and so I hear these diabetic death stories all the time and I, I can't stand hearing them, you know, because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that you're talking about. I don't tell them that, but you know, I'm one of those people and I'm having to hear 
about those deaths. And obviously that's, an, you know, every little thing pushes you. And that was, that was part of it too, is like, I don't want to be that diabetic death story. I don't want diabetes to control me. I want to control it. I feel like I'm learning to do that. And, and that was my goal. I want to learn to control it and I want to be healthy. I don't, I don't want neuropathy. I don't want all of these things that I see people have just because like sitting in a high blood sugar, like I did for so long, that's what causes neuropathy. I didn't know that. I know that now. Um, I, I don't want that chance of that happening. Yeah. I think that find your motivation however you can. And, you know, mm -hmm. obviously you found a pretty strong one, <laughs> the diabetes death stories. I'm sure both yes. of have heard those too. The fact that you've not only accomplished the quick fix, like you said, in a week, it was, I've made my goal. <laughs> yes. But you're continuing to pursue that, right? It wasn't yes. just the Band-Aid fix. You're looking for that long-term solution. Yeah. So proud of you for sticking with it, even after surpassing your goal. Like you're still working towards the best possible outcome. That's so yes. inspirational. I love that. So I mean, tell me a little bit about what it's like now that your goal is solved, that your, your problems are... I mean, not gone, but you've seen so much success. What's that like for you now? It feels good. I mean, it, it feels amazing. My friends are always like, we're so proud of you, you know, because of course I tell them all about the program and that they really understand diabetes, but they understand that I had a goal, you know, I had a goal mm. and I met it. And so it feels great. It feels great for um, someone to look at you and say, I am very proud of what you've done. You know, even my girls, they're like, we are so proud that you just, you take control and you take things seriously. When I, when I do something, I'm all in, you know, I, I'm not going to back down from it. And even though it's been a tough battle for, for three years, I finally found something that helps. And that was you. I mean, it's, you, you have made a huge impact in my life. And so I, of course, set new goals because I did meet that goal. So my new goals is, is to maintain a minimum of 80% all the time. But of course, you know, we'd like for it to be higher than that. And I would love to maintain 90, 95. So that's my goal. You know, I want to maintain that. And it's not short, it's life. I, I, I need to maintain this for life. You know, I want to be able to have those formulas in my head like you do, you know, and just be able to fit them out and, and fix it. And I that's my goal. I will do it. I love that. Yeah, I'll tell you, one of the, the secrets to having the formulas in your head, ready to spit them out, is the consistency with environment. So, you know, I'm surrounded by all of you talking about the formulas all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yep. keeping it top of mind where it, it doesn't have to require as much effort or thought, you know, because it's right. I'm in the right room, if that makes sense. So. Yes. Yeah, it's huge. Being in the right room. I mean, going back to, you know, this is a type one diabetic family, so to speak, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, being able to reach out to other type one diabetics is huge for a person um, that has no one in their life that is a type one diabetic. So it's nice to belong to a group or a family that are all diabetics and they all um share their stories and you can see that you're not the only one struggling you know you're you're not alone in this because i i felt very alone in my journey but i don't feel alone anymore because i feel like i can you know simply reach out and there's someone there there's someone always there that's huge it does feel kind of like a family doesn't it <laughs> it does it does. I love that well and speaking of i mean obviously people like yourself before you joined you had no idea what to expect, you know, that it was like this tight knit group of learning and succeeding together. What advice would you give to someone who 
might be in the spot that you were in before you joined on the fence or just going through all those frustrations? I would say they have got to just do it. You know, don't, don't put it on the back burner because, you know, being scared to join a new group or, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, people are, you know, there are a lot of timid people out there. You know, I'm probably more of an introvert myself, but jump in there and do it. Don't hesitate because it is life altering. And and that's the goal to this is for it to be life altering and make you healthy. You know, I can't imagine if I continued down the path I was headed and not reaching out for help where I would be say five years from now, if I would be five years from now. Mm. So I would tell people don't keep waiting, you know, jump in there and and grab that goal and, and make yourself healthy. It's so worth it. It is so worth it. There's so much to learn. So I mean, so much to learn things that you just you never even thought of you never even realized existed and it was so simple so simple to do i love simple. that and that's a great distinction too is i know a lot of people hear diabetes math and formulas and they're like oh my gosh i can't do calculus you know it's like oh no it's just addition and subtraction right, right. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward it's just a new concept yes. wow well i'm first of all i just want to say i'm so proud of you for the efforts that you put in because you know obviously i can give you the answers but you have to implement and you have implemented you've done incredible work to uh, to get to where you're at today and wow nine percent to a 95 percent average you said yeah yeah but in the first week nine percent to 87 so right. i mean and that was me jumping in with both feet and saying i'm doing this i'm doing this and i want to be healthy so it can be done you know for for those people who think it's too far gone um which i kind of felt that way um, it's not, it's not too far gone. You can turn it around at any level, at any level, as bad as mine was, which, I mean, I don't know how many people you have at 9%, but that was, that was pretty rough to admit. And that, that could be something holding people back too, is, you know, being ashamed of how bad it is. Mine was bad. I mean, 9% is not, not a good thing, but for them to understand that in a week, look at the change that, that I made just, just by learning and applying and, and continuing to apply that it's, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, I, I average between 90 and 95% now always. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy. Love that. And I think the distinction there is that you said you jumped in with both feet, you committed yes. to it and you did what was necessary. It wasn't like you're yes. dipping your toe in. I wonder if this will work. You're like, this works. I, I'm yep. going to make it work. <laughs> I'm going to make it work. I, I was all in. You know, I have two grandkids and I want to be here. You know, I want to watch them grow up. I don't want to be that diabetic death story that that scares me. You know, I don't want to be that. You know, I mean, we always know there's things out of our control, but there's so much in our control that I didn't even know was in our control, you know, that I have learned through this process that changes the whole, it, the, the whole equation is, is, is different. It's completely turned around. It's amazing. And you've got such fun insight too. I mean, I'm feeling kind of pumped up and motivated just listening to you talk <laughs> about this. So I'm curious, I'll give you kind of a chance to share anything maybe you wanted to share. Are there any golden nuggets that you feel like would be helpful for those who are watching? Oh, gosh, um, I would say my golden, there's two of them, uh, two, two things that I just, if you join the program, make sure you do your pre-bolus. It is so important. And then correction, correction. I never knew you could correct. 
Um, this is this is pretty sad, but it, 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 this is honest. My doctors made me believe that if your sugar was high, you're not eating, that you can't give yourself insulin. So I was under the impression you could only give yourself insulin when you were eating. So if my sugar was sitting at 400 and it wasn't time for me to eat, I couldn't correct that correction, <laughs> that pre-bolus. And it, those things make such a huge difference. And, and that to me was golden for me because that's what made the huge difference in my numbers so quickly, not having that knowledge you know, that I didn't have. So that would be my golden nugget for, for this program. And, and it's also encouraged me to exercise again. You know, um, I was already starting to walk again. I was scared. I was already starting to walk again, but I realized I can push myself further than that now with the knowledge that I've learned. I can push myself and it's okay. It's, it's okay because we can fix these things, whichever direction it goes, we can fix it because I'm learning how to fix it where before I didn't know how to fix it. So I was a little scared. You know, I went from someone who, who used to walk, you know, 12, 15 miles a day to doing literally no exercise because I was scared to. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm, you know, back to being able to, to do these things. So it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I mean, the, the golden nugget is getting back to a normal life, which I didn't think was possible you know, with diabetes, there, there is some normalcy that you just don't realize that you have. I was actually told the same thing. I totally forgot about that, uh, where I couldn't give corrections unless I ate food. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, my, my endo told me that too. Dang. Yeah. So you're so, sitting at 400, let's eat some more food right. and add to that to give yourself insulin. Yeah. That's, that's what I was told. So misinformation out there. Exactly. So sitting so high for so long, I realize now why, you know, because yeah. again, it's education. It's, it's all about education. And then obviously you have to apply it. You have to apply what you've learned and um, you're definitely going to get good results. Well, I think what's powerful here uh, that we can end on, cause I know we've been here for a while, but uh, it's, it's not that if somebody hears this and they go, oh, I already knew about the pre-bolus, that they're good to go. It's that you didn't know what you didn't know, right? Like you weren't <laughs> sitting there choosing not to pre-bolus, choosing not to correct. You just didn't know that was even I an option. So did not know. it's more about recognizing there's if we don't have the results we want, it's probably because we don't know what to do or we're not doing what we need to do, right? Exactly. So, so happy that you've been able to just skyrocket your results. Obviously, we're like, halfway through. <laughs> so we're still moving forward and making more progress. Yes. I'm super excited about that to get everything really dialed in with food and exercise and all that. But I wanted to thank you, of course, Christy, for coming on today, sharing your story, uh, inspiring others, because that changed 9% to 87% in a week. Holy cow. Uh, I mean, I am just thrilled for you and for what's ahead. So thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Because if it wasn't for your program, I wouldn't have those numbers. <laughs> I, I think it's a good team effort. <laughs> it is a so, great team effort. Yeah. Everybody. Not amazing. Yes. So uh, yeah, thank you again, Christy. Everyone, thank you for hanging out today. Um, obviously, if you like the idea of uncovering what might be missing from your diabetes on the formula side, there is a free training you can go check out at diabetesinaction.com. Uh, it's probably the same one that you saw as well. It brought you. It in. is. It is. Okay, cool. Is. So everyone go check it out, diabetesinaction.com. Maybe we'll see you on one of these calls in the future. Uh, but thanks again, Christy. You're awesome. You're going to keep crushing it. And everyone else, thanks for hanging out with us. 
and keep up Thank the fight. You.